You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast. (laughs) What episode are we on? Five? Episode five, season two. two. Thanks for tuning in. Um, We have a really great, amazing, incredible, I don't, there's all the words to describe this interview with Britt Guerin today. Um, We have an... Wanting to have her on. We kept talking about wanting to have her on for forever. And it's not that she ever, like, put it off. We, I just, like... We never asked. asked. No, I asked her oh. a long time ago. But we just never, like, actually got it on the calendar. Cause yeah. Because things last year just got Wonky. nuts real quick. Yeah. And so, finally, she was like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, are we going to do this? And I was like, heck, yeah. <laughs> so, She's, finally- like, basically, she encompasses everything that we've been trying to... Yes. Portray, but she does it in a very, like, sound, educational way. Yeah. And, like, brings brings to light ideas that we have and makes them, like, legit. Yeah. And so much more perspective. She's a licensed therapist as well, so she just has a really great way of communicating. Yeah. Um, She's brilliant. Yeah. So, basically, today's episode is going to... Rock your world. Rock your world. We touch on so many things in the health and wellness industry that, like we said, we've tried to preach <laughs> or yeah. done as best of a job. How do I say that? As best of a job? Done our best to... Done our best <laughs> to portray <laughs> those thoughts. I can't speak this week, guys. Now um, we can say it. Pregnancy brain. Yeah, it's a real thing. It really is. Um, anyway. I'm not pregnant, but... Sometimes I still can't speak. (laughs) It happens. At like the first week I found out, I literally, I was still teaching at the studio because I didn't, I didn't know that I shouldn't be. Yeah. And I remember like, I literally could not even form a sentence those first couple of days. And I think most of it was because I was like in shock. had so much on my mind. Yeah. But other, other parts I'm sure were contributed to the hormones. You were, uh, as they said on The Bachelor last night shooketh yeah i really was um which we'll get to so should we start with our review of the week and then do happy and crap yeah we have reviews i know it's been forever since we've done these and that's because for whatever reason we stopped getting them and then (laughs) i wonder (laughs) incredible but also because for whatever reason we didn't get any so but also even though we didn't get any we were not encouraging it either so like Right. You know, it kind of goes both ways. We should have continued asking. Yeah, we're sorry we failed you in asking, but, like, come on, y'all. Give us some reviews. I know. (laughs) We needed your help. Um, But anyway. And anytime you want to, like, subscribe and press five stars, that just helps people, more people hear this message. Yeah. So. And trust me when I say we're not getting paid a lot for this. (laughs) So. (laughs) It just really helps us to... (laughs) I'm dying because I'm thinking of what we got paid in 2019. <laughs> I know. Um, I yeah. really want to share. And honestly, <laughs> honestly, we would continue. We made $21 doing- each. <laughs> 
flopping $21. Well, here's the thing. It, we Like we've always said from the beginning. It's not about the It's ads. not about that for us. And it, if we can encourage a single woman through this podcast, it's honestly worth it. And we just love hanging out. Yeah, we just Tuesday. love it. So that's really not the point. However, it but will it's help funny us when you think a about lot it. to continue to... <laughs> yeah, it is. To continue to bring you guys great content um, and make time in our schedules for this every week. Um, if you continue to share it with your friends and leave us a review and all of that. Um, it has helped us, though. I've gained several brides from the podcast. You've gained a lot of... Yeah, some um, uh, online, app, online trainings. Trainees. So, and it's just been an awesome platform platform and community so we are in no in no way complaining but we're just teasing but like toot our horn leave us a review come on come on now just kidding okay so i'm gonna go ahead and read (laughs) one of the ones that we got this week and it is from shelby k12 oh she's one of my soul app girls nice shelbskis she said this podcast all caps five stars A few months ago, I was getting tired of always listening to music on my commute to work and stumbled across this podcast by accident. I can honestly say it's life-changing. I've never been into podcasts, but now I look forward to every Wednesday to hear good nuggets of truth and positivity. It's definitely gave me a different perspective on things and pushed me to never settle. I think it's awesome how y'all push to be the greatest version of yourselves and how you share your journey with other people. It's raw. There is no sugar coating. You you show it's possible to get what you want out of life, rather it be creating whether it be creating a healthier you or taking big chances with your job. It's definitely inspired me. Aww, so sweet. We love you, Shelby. Life changing is a big, big, big compliment. So, thank you so much. We're so glad that you found us. And you're the best. Love you. Seriously. All right, let's get into some happies and crappies. Okay, I'll go first. Do it. <laughs> Happy. We got the house. Yay! Yeah, buddy. We close on Monday, and we'll start the moving process after that. But I'm pumped. It's, um, it's happening. It's happening, and won't he do it? Ugh. I knew it. I, just, I felt like I wanted to know it, but I just had so many darts thrown my way that I, I was know. like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I explained it like that. <laughs> no, it was definitely not an easy road, but I don't know why. I just had a feeling like this is the house. This this is going to happen for them. Yay. So it's happening. And then crappy is really just the idea of moving. I haven't moved in, which is nuts, because I used to move, you know, when you're in college and like a you young like adult, you move like every year. <laughs> yeah. But since I moved here, I have not moved. So I haven't moved in six years, mm. which is wild yeah I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere besides like my childhood home I feel like I've moved every year to year and a half since college yeah that's that's the track I was on until I moved here but I um am nervous just about like packing and and nerving and moving because it's like I'm I'm just stressed. I, it just stresses me out. And I'm like, really? But one thing I am excited about ner- moving for, why do I keep saying nerving? Moving for, I'm nervous about moving. <laughs> it's making me nerving. Is purging, like yeah. throwing stuff away that I, that I like don't use anymore. And it's just like piled in my home. 
But that also stresses me out because it's like, oh my gosh, I have so much to get rid of yeah. and so much to do. So but the feeling after you purge and you, you just feel so much lighter. And, minimal. Um, minimalism. Ugh, minimalism yeah. in 2020. That's my new. I am not someone that holds on to things. I mean, I hold on to s- small things I'm not for that sentimental, sentimental value. But other than that, I'm like, I don't want this. I don't want to have to move it or pack it. Yeah. I'm not using it. It's taking up space. It's gone. Like I was making a joke with the with the girls in my church on Sunday. Like I have these toners like face toners that I have been sitting on my bathroom counter that I have literally never used. Three different brands. I don't even know. I don't even remember buying them. I think they were just given to me. And they're just sitting there. I'm like, why do I just let it sit there? Yeah. So I'm excited to like purge. Uh, But anyways, crappy is moving and the fact that... um, well, I have another crappy. It's, it might be too personal to share, but like Michael and I have some trips coming up and um, one of them is just going to be a hard one. And so moving amongst traveling and like trying to find time for that yeah, is probably going to be difficult. But um, yeah, we got the house. Definitely more to look forward to than not though. True. once you're there. Oh, it's going to be dope. And you don't have to get out of this house. So you can, Yeah, there's not like a pressure deadline. Yeah. I just have that mentality and I've always been this way, like all or nothing. Yeah. Where if I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to live in the house. Yeah. Well, I just mean with like when you're finished packing. Right, 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 right. right. I know you meant. Um, But yeah, I'm the same way. I would want to be in there and unpacking and getting decorated Mm -hmm. and furnished right away and making it homey. So can't wait to see it. It's so cute. So excited for you guys. All right, your turn, boo-boo. Um, I think my obvious happy is that I finally was able to share the secrets out, the secret out with the world. Um, and wow, it was like the coolest week ever just hearing from so many people and getting so much support from them and Aww. even some listeners reached out, which was like the sweetest thing ever. Just, you know, people are like, I know that you don't know me, but I feel like I know you so well as I listen. And Stop. and I love that. Like, I want to, to know who's it's listening. So sweet. And it means so much to us. So um, that was awesome. And it just kind of made everything feel, it still doesn't really feel real, but like being able to f- be transparent now and just like talk about it more openly is like so nice mm. because I felt like for so long I was just living under a rock honestly um with not being able to share everything that was going on and like feeling like crap and all that so that's been good and honestly another happy is that I've been feeling a lot better the last like I'd say probably like the last week or two I kind of turned a corner because before this I was just like bedridden (laughs) couldn't even like I mean the thought of making Instagram posts or writing an email was just the hardest thing and I hated not wanting to work like I wanted to want to work but yeah. I just didn't and are you entering the second trimester almost I have another it's, isn't that like when your energy shifts mm-hmm. that's good yeah and it's different for everybody some people still are sick well into their second trimester Oof. I'm very fortunate that I was never throwing up I was definitely sick feeling but I didn't never ever released. like vomit yeah um which I'm so thankful for but yeah everyone says kind of as you approach that second trimester mark you'll start to feel a little better so things are still you know weird every now and then but it's not what it what it was um 
So that's my happy. My crappy, I guess, is that um, this pregnancy is nothing but a happy. So I don't want to make that really part of my crappy. But the only crappy about it is that there's um, four weddings that I'm not able to shoot Mm -hmm. now. um, Because I'll be on, you know, maternity leave. They're just cutting it too close to when I'd be having the baby. So... That was a bummer because they were four weddings that I was like really, really looking forward to. Um, but my brides are so sweet and I have the best friends who volunteered to take over for me. So that was like such a blessing. But it was hard to give that up Give that up and like have to break that news because I know um, as a bride, it's like, you know, you're not expecting an email like that. So mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'm super appreciative to them for being so understanding and yeah. More of a happy than anything, but that was just kind of like a, oh man, I have to do this and rip the bandaid. Rip the bandaid and yeah, so it's over, but it is what it is. But did you be walking a little baby? I know. Little Catherine Hollis. (laughs) (laughs) She's gonna be beautiful. If it's a girl, we'll find out in March. Ah! Um, cool. Well, should we get into the Bachelor? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I feel like we're going to have an unpopular opinion here because when I was looking on Instagram last night, Catherine and I watched it together last night. Yes, that is important um, to know. And which we decided on the podcast last week, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. It was <laughs> so like we to let you know we that. followed through. Um, I was looking on Instagram last night and everybody seemed to be like, oh my God, how dare Peter bring Alea back and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, honestly, I'm not like rooting for her to go far. Yeah. But I'm on her team right now because this has been a bunch of BS. I just think, I'm just going to try and paraphrase my thoughts because I have a lot of them. My first thought is not impressed with this cast of girls. Oh no. Not impressed. There's two that I kind of like. Well, I love I love Tammy. Yeah. But let's be real, Tammy's probably She's not, not gonna going to go far. Yeah. Love Tammy. She's a bro. Um, I think that I like besides Tammy, Madison and um, Kelly the most. But Same. I haven't read any spoilers, so I, I don't want to know anything. But besides that, I'm not impressed with the with the cast. I think they're petty. I think they're dramatic, which and they're mean. always dramatic, but they're mean to each other. Yeah. Like it's not that they're just like fighting for Peter, it's like they're just rude to women. I'm like, Yeah, ugh. they are. And the whole, if you really look at... I'm not going to stop watching, but ugh. <laughs> <I know. laughs> if you really look at where all this drama started, it was with people, or one person in particular, Sydney, having an opinion that Alea was too theatrical. And I'm just like... I'm theatrical. All, they would hate me. Who cares? If it's not affecting you personally and your relationship quote-unquote relationship. I even hate that people call it relationship. I hate when they refer to him as their boyfriend. Um, With The Bachelor, then just calm down. Like, everyone's just getting so You need to calm down. You're being too loud. No, seriously, though. And then she she was arguing with her as if, like, she wasn't the one that brought it up in the first place. I'm like, you did this. You're the one that started all this drama in the first place. And then Victoria F. was, like, chewing her out in the room for literally no reason. And I said... She's a mean girl. 
She is. And I said, I'm sorry, but if I dated a celebrity, I would not be upset that people, people were know that because that would be cool. And I'd be putting that on my Instagram bio. Yes. On The Bachelor, formerly dated and at Chase Rice. not for anything, but who cares? It's not like she said anything bad about you. She just said that y'all used to date. I know. Everyone has ex-boyfriends. Why is yeah, that something to be so defensive about? not a negative, about? gossipy thing. I'm sorry. It's just not. And the fact that she was so worked up over him being there, which obviously it was the producer's geniusness which is hilarious it's amazing but i want to be a producer i kind of felt bad for chase too because he was like uh yeah i didn't sign up for that yeah but um but also didn't he know he was going on the bachelor and she said he told her not to go on the bachelor yeah so like didn't he know he was performing for the bachelor yeah but i guess he didn't know it was gonna be her her day yeah 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 but still i mean yeah the whole thing was just so dumb and she was overreacted big time and I think it's because she still has feelings for him if she were to say wait what no stop one more time I swear (laughs) that every time that girl opened her mouth stop oh my god no oh my god no (laughs) I'm like what (laughs) I'm so those aren't sentences Uh, honey okay the only thing I'm gonna say about Alea I yeah Chelsea and I have a very unpopular opinion apparently which I think we're Smart, but whatever. We're being logical here. Um, Alea's not like she's not my favorite. Like I, I wouldn't peg her to win the show, but I do th- think she got an unfair treatment treatment from the girls because, like Chelsea said, the only reason they don't like her, the only stance they're taking, is that she's loud. Right. Well, then it turned into and then she's it turned a liar in, because of what Victoria P said. But nobody them. recognized that Victoria P lied. I know. She was put on the spot and all she, lied. she could say, all she could say was, I don't know what to tell you. She never answered or said why she lied or why any of that. Why isn't she being she made out to be drying her tears and like soothing her while continuing to lie. It was and then bonkers. It's like, and then she gets all angry at Peter. And they're all, like, so mad at him. And I'm like... Best part, though, is when she was, like... When he was, like, do you want to sit down? She was, like, I'm not sitting down! And, and then sits, sits down. down. <laughs> Immediately sits down. She's, like, I don't want to talk to you, but I'll talk to you. Yeah. I don't want to I, I don't wanna go down. out there with you, but I'll hold your hand as we walk out. I know. I'm, like, you're so weird. I can't stand her now. I thought I liked her in the first episode. And now I'm very much, like, you are fake. Just... I don't even know. And I think... It's just so sad how fake they actually all look as well. I feel like Peter was put on the spot, and I do think he had doubts about sending Alea home, clearly. I think he was put on the spot. He felt like the right thing to do is to give her a chance to... And obviously, def- she was invited back. She wouldn't have just flown out to freaking Cleveland. Right, 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 right. And I think he probably shouldn't have given her the rose. Big mistake, but I think that the girls honed in on that way too much and, like, attacked him for something that he thought he was doing the right thing. from playing football yeah, for we you. Played, we played sports, and we're hurt. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> you didn't go fight a war. You played a, fo- a, a wreck football game. And that was another thing, too. I said, I think they allowed them to tie. 
on because purpose. they on allowed purpose. Victoria P to sit that one out. So then would she have just defaulted to get to go on that date or would she have not been able to go on and that date? And I think they allowed them to tie as well because they wanted all the women to be there for the drama of Alaya yep. returning. Yep. They knew she was going to walk out of the room and they knew if one team went, then Victoria P wouldn't go. If the other team went, then Sydney wouldn't go. You know, so they mm-hmm. needed all that. Yep. It was very Pressure cooker heat. In one room, which was hilarious when he walked up to all 13 girls and was like, whoa. This is a big date. This is a big date. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. I think Peter really is in it for love, and I think he's getting a bad hand. He just has some really crappy ones to choose from because they're all making it about... Themselves? Well, not themselves. They're making it about other people. But I also feel like they're not... Like, I... I feel bad for Peter because I feel like he's watching it right now being like, I had no idea she was like that. Yeah. Like there being someone else in the camera or behind the scenes as they are with him, mm-hmm. which is stinky. So anyway, yeah. stay tuned. We'll watch every week. Honestly, <laughs> I will. I just have to say it was a, I honestly thought it was a great episode. Like compared to last so entertaining. week, last week was so boring. I could have done without watching it at all because mm-hmm. all it was, was that whole back and forth Alaya drama that was completely had no substance to it and was so annoying and this week was very entertaining it was really entertaining so. next week too is when peter gets hurt so it's gonna be good i'm just and curious Tammy. about this this next rose ceremony what's gonna happen i don't know if they keep postponing rose ceremonies i mean this is gonna be the bachelor of 2021 as well <laughs> i know seriously we'll see to be continued yeah tune in next week for our rants i know we're like we just like our voice mine does at least goes up like 16 (laughs) levels when i start talking about the bathroom i'm like ah (laughs) i'm alaya i'm telling you i'm so theatrical whatever sue me okay sue me i just feel bad for her i do too i don't love her either for any reason yet you know yeah but I'm just like, this poor girl, she didn't do anything. And everyone's just straight up attacking her. Like, good lord. It stinks for her. Anyway. But anyway, speaking of lifting women up, this we're going to... <laughs> great episode to do that. Yeah. We're going to shift your perspective. Um, by we, I mean Brit. So stay tuned for our interview with the one, the only, Brit, Brit Karen. Karen. Okay, guys. We are here with our friend Britt Guerin, and we are so stoked to be talking to her today. Yes. Literally, Catherine and I have been talking about this interview. For it's like, like been like a holiday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> are you so excited for Britt? Like, it's Christmas. I know. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule for us today. We're so Absolutely. excited to have Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll kind of give a little brief overview of how Britt and I were connected, and then I'll kind of let you... Um, intro yourself to our listeners. So when I was living in Raleigh almost two years ago now, I was working full-time in corporate fitness and kind of as my outlet to be able to work with the community still, um, I started a meetup group kind of around the same time that Brittany and her friends started um, a group, I would say, called Raleigh Group Fitness, which was more geared towards studios, whereas my thing was a little bit more like let's meet up in a park type situation. But the world's collided a lot, and um, so Brittany and I connected on some, like, collaborations, and I would see her at some of the local studios and have just kind of kept in touch via social media ever since. Um, And she really encompasses 
so much of what Catherine and I preach on this podcast. She um, is also going to be opening a studio in the Raleigh area as well. So we wanted to have her come on and share about all of those things. But I'll go ahead and let you, Britt, just kind of give everyone an overview of who you are, what you do, and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with y'all. Um, I have a longer background in fitness. So I've been working in the fitness industry for, I don't know, maybe like 12 or so years and um, have... I focused more on group fitness in the beginning. So um, when I was at Penn State in my undergrad program, they have a really cool fitness program and they teach you how to teach all the classes. So I taught kickboxing and yoga and Pilates and Zumba and classes that I wasn't even sure I liked, but they were like, you need to go teach it, try it. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really fun for me to explore different ways to move and to lead different classes. And that's why I got into fitness education. So outside of when I graduated from Penn State, I um, pursued a master's degree in campus recreation leadership. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of a program like that, but basically it gets you into like being able to oversee a fitness program at a university. So that's what landed me in Raleigh. Um, and I was overseeing the fitness program at NC State and Loved that job, um, really loved um, the student development aspect to it and teaching students how to lead classes and had a lot of influence on like the messaging behind fitness, kind of like y'all preach. Mm -hmm. um, and from there, I um, kind of made a little pivot <laughs> or a big pivot and uh, went back to school for clinical mental health. So last year I became a licensed therapist. And really, um, you know, I was just, when I was teaching classes, I would get a lot of feedback, like, your class just makes me feel so good. Um, and this is kind of like my, my therapy. It's my self-care. It's my time for myself. And, and having some mental health um, issues in, in my personal life and in family life, I was like, you know, mental health has always been important to me. So I really want to make a little bit of a pivot in my career, but, but not give up on the fitness side because I love that so much. And so that's kind of what led me or a lot of what led me to creating a wellness center, which, which I can share at any point, um, which is my new big yeah. adventure, um, hopefully opening up sometime in 2020. <laughs> that's so cool and so exciting. And I think you like taking things one step further and getting a licensure and something like that is, it only makes you like, 20 times more of a better instructor because you really understand how to like speak to people. I think as fitness instructors, we kind of have to like navigate our own path when it comes to how we want to go about teaching and educating. Because I remember for me, like, I mean, even when I got a degree in exercise science and getting certified and all the things, like you learn all the science and and the facts, but you don't learn like how to actually connect with people and the verbiage to use is just kind of that stigma that you're just told is right when it comes to fitness and weight and, and all mm -hmm. those things. So I think it's so cool that you kind of navigated your own way and like figuring out how to, how to go about that in a healthy, like mental space. So 
Thanks. That's awesome. Um, so one of the main topics that we wanted to touch on today is kind of just diet culture as a whole, especially this time of year, you know, we're scrolling Instagram and Facebook and we're seeing all sorts of messages out there from challenge, weight loss challenges and new year, new you type scenarios and just a lot of like negative or some people don't view it as negative, I guess, but we do. Um, this messaging out there about how we should be living our lives and the resolutions we should be setting for ourselves and et cetera. So what is diet culture? Like, how would you define it? And, and why is it such a toxic thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I would, I would describe diet culture and I'm probably combining a bunch of definitions that I've read online. Um, but really this sociocultural system of values and beliefs that, um, worships thinness and equates it to health and being morally good, being a, being a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I think is really important about that definition is that it's sociocultural. So we've created it as a society, we've learned it and we believe it to be true. Um, and along the way, research has got gotten very um, misconstrued and it's actually not true. <laughs> Thinness does not equal health, um, which I, I know y'all talk about a lot. And so, you know, why is it so toxic? Because thinness is impossible for a lot of people. Um, we are, our bodies are diverse, just like our, um, you know, identities are diverse. We're, we're made differently in different shapes and sizes. And so thin people, um, if you're in a thin body, I'm in a thin body, um, we are swimming in this and we're constantly trying to stay thin and fear becoming larger, um, which does not feel good. That's a lot of pressure, right? And then larger body folks are set up to fail and they're swimming in guilt and shame and I'm not enough. So it's incredibly toxic for many reasons, but um, I think that's like high level. Yeah. It's problematic. Yeah. And it's such a, it's just so sad to think that, I mean, I was this way just, and didn't even realize it for most of my life that I was working out to lose weight or to maintain weight or to look a specific way. And especially for women, like that's just how we've grown up and that's how we perceive things. And I remember when I was in like end of college, I had gained a lot of weight, you know, as people tend to do in college. And I was just under this notion that like, Oh, well, I'm never going to have like thin thighs or I'm never going to have a six pack or I'm never going to look like this. So like, why even start? Hmm. That used to be my mindset. Yeah. Like like, if I'm, if I don't get this as my end goal, then what's the point? Why even move my body? Right. The why has been totally shifted from like, this actually just promotes better health and wellness all around mm-hmm. to like, mm, your why's got to be a six pack. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, um, when, once I finally just stepped out of that and was like, actually, let's just see what happens if I move and like not weigh myself every week. And then you end up with, yes, yeah, sometimes that's a result, but that's not, when it's not the why it just changes the entire 
mm-hmm. experience as a whole and like your happiness and your fulfillment with the experience. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think it's so frustrating to see, especially people that are being told or think that they need to lose weight. They're like, well, if I'm not going to be seeing those results right away, it's just, it's a process, obviously. Then they just give in so quickly and they could be living these like healthier, more sustainable lifestyles, but they just don't because they think, well, if it's not losing weight, then mm-hmm. it's not so yeah. Yeah. how, I guess my next question for you is how can we like as individuals, but especially as women start to take those steps of changing our mindset when maybe like no one has ever heard any of this before in their life. And they're like, Whoa, wait a second. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? And like, I don't even know what to think of this right now. So mm-hmm. do you have any tips or like steps to take or practices or exercises that you can do to kind of help break through that, that idea? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess the first thing I'll share is we, like, if you think about the first time you ever started to notice your body as a eight-year-old, nine-year-old, 12-year-old, and compared your body to somebody else's, or were put on a diet by a parent who, you know, thought they were doing the right thing, but were not, right? And then think about how old you are now, all of the listeners, you know, some of this stuff has been going on for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. So, so I, I share that because um, if, if as we are starting to create the shift in mindset, it's not an overnight process, unfortunately. It's not like just flipping a switch and like, oh, I'm, I'm free of diet culture. Right. No, we're swimming in it. Like it's on social media. Fitness professionals are sharing this stuff that's, that's unhelpful. Um, so, so it is a process and there are a lot of small wins along the way. Um, but you know, the first thing I I would share is take a, um, take a good hard look at why you're working out. Um, so the, the question I've seen it somewhere on some blog or something, um, is if you, let's say you're going into a cycling class, the question to ask yourself is, if this did nothing for weight loss, would I still do it? That is one of my favorite, like whenever I've seen that on social media a few times and it strikes me every time. Like, do I actually enjoy this? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Sorry. keep going. That just like, has always been like a, whoa, like mind blown. And it's so simple. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, asking yourself that question and, um, maybe you would still do it and maybe you wouldn't, but if you wouldn't, then you've got some freedom to explore. Well, what do I like doing? Maybe I actually like hate going to the gym, but I love being outside and going on walks and hikes with my dog. Right. And, and that is just as healthy. Like we don't have to go to the gym to be healthy. (laughs) Um, And so, so I would say like going back to that intention and trying to really move into um, movement that fills you up, fills your soul. I can say that on this podcast, right? It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> fills your soul and, um, you know, health at every size. They, one of their main tenants is like enjoyable movement. Mm-hmm. And so really finding something that feels good that, um, 
you can find an appropriate level of challenge. Like we don't have to work out at this highly intense um, you know, way to, to feel good or to see results or to be healthy. Like we, we don't have to get our heart rate up into the, you know, 10 out of 10 to mm-hmm. feel good or to be healthy. So um, I would say that's, that's a, a big part of it is taking a good hard look at what that's like for you. And yeah. I like what you said about it doesn't just happen overnight. I, I know that with like my mindset changing, I say changing because it hasn't fully changed and I don't know that it ever will. Mm-hmm. Um, but after, once I made the decision to start healing from my eating disorder, I did have this like idea that I would wake up the next day and like just be back to who I was before. Mm-hmm. And my mentality had been so warped and molded in negative ways throughout those years that it's, I always tell women it's a daily battle. Like mm-hmm. you have to choose it every single day to view fitness or exercise as something that's enjoyable. Like you have to fight the thoughts of, I am not doing this in order to get my heart rate to this point or in order to lose this weight or in order to X out that pizza. I am doing this because I like it every day. Mm -hmm. I think that's like key for women to hear. It's like, we want this instant gratification in our minds, but it might be just a daily process. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like saying we're in recovery from diet culture. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe we're never like, fully recovered, but we're getting there. Um, and, and I think what's, what else is important is for some people, depending on how entrenched it is in, in your mind, in your body, sometimes taking a break from movement or taking a break from, from fitness, let's say, is really important to find, find space to make better decisions for yourself and also to, to let your nervous system relax. Mm-hmm. Like our nervous systems are so fired up all the time because we're not doing enough. We're not working out hard enough, right? We're, we're only working out five days a week, not six or seven. Um, and so sometimes taking a break is, is actually what our bodies need. Yeah. And going back to what you said earlier on like finding, um, you know, enjoyable, meaningful movement. I think it's also important to note on here that diet culture is not just like, when it comes to nutrition and like looking a certain way, but I feel like our society has also gotten to a point where it just glorifies like hard, like feel like you're going to die workouts. Um, especially with specific, especially like those up and coming studios that really target like, Oh, you're going to get in the red zone for heart rate and you're going to burn this many calories. And it's, yeah, it's cool to have data, I guess, but like (laughs) that's, so not the point here and I and I it's really frustrating because I that tends to like loop people in a lot and then again they lose that that why mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit on like why um too much high intensity movement is actually detrimental and like mm-hmm. what those repercussions are as well yeah yeah so I was um I was reading this article I think it was on well and good and they were talking about um, cortisol conscious workouts. And my mind was blown. I was like, yes, this is, this is what I've been talking about. Um, and so basically, when we are doing a high intensity workout, 
that's stress on our body. Um, our body doesn't really know like good, good stress versus bad stress. It's just stress period. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, stress is a good thing. We need to, you know, put our body in a, or put our minds and bodies in a state of challenge so we can be resilient and persevere. Right. Um, but in fitness, we tend to overdo it. And so our cortisol levels are incredibly high and that, um, it affects our metabolism it affects, um, you know, I'm not a nutritionist, but I've, I've heard like gut health and, um, all sorts of different negative health impacts because our cortisol, cortisol levels are so high. Um, and you know, if we're doing high intensity exercise every day of the week, there is no way our body and our, like our muscles are recovering. We have got to do it. You know, I mean, I I would say like every other day at max, (laughs) right. Um, but yeah, cortisol is, is I would say out of control in like most of our bodies just because of the the constant stress we put on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's so important to find a good balance and sometimes that formula is different for everyone but I know for me like I finally reached a point I was doing hit all the time and then like flaring up a hip injury I just was like not seeing results not never like feeling like I was doing enough and then once I just stopped that all together and found a good balance of weight training light cardio yoga I felt the best I've ever felt in my life so mm-hmm. yep. you know some people really enjoy high intense exercise exercise and that's that's great but I think once they're once you reach that point where you're like wait a second am I even seeing any results anymore in terms of like how I'm feeling or like progress and in, in your strength or endurance then I think it's time to take a second look at yeah. what you're doing and yeah I think it's key to have at least a, a balance in your head of like like we talked about movement that we enjoy I actually enjoy those type of movements most like I enjoy high intensity training and Mm -hmm. I coach it and I love it and I like thrive off of it but Mm -hmm. I actually recently had a client um email me the other day who does my online program and she said is there a reason why these last three days have been slow (laughs) I was like yeah Yeah. (laughs) like is there a reason why it's not 40 seconds on 20 seconds off I love that I love that Tabata and I'm like I'm sure you do because Mm -hmm. it burns a lot of calories and you get all like hyped up and like you get this like adrenaline but if you don't have these two days you're not gonna be able to perform Mm -hmm. on those days so it it needs you need balance even if you know what I mean? Like it could be the same style workout, but just a little less. You can back off and still do what you love. So I think it's another mindset too, where like a lot of people, once they experience what it feels like and that, you know, those endorphins and feeling that runner's high or whatever it might be, then they kind of expect to have that after every workout. And it's important to also train our minds to realize like, Hey, uh, a non-heated yoga session that doesn't get your heart rate up past 120 is also like perfectly fine, and it's still mm-hmm. a good, meaningful workout just because you didn't. And it's break necessary, a sweat even. right? It's yeah, necessary too. Yeah. So anyway, that was a little bit of a, t- a tangent, but yeah. Well, there's, and I mean, this is like this is not the the majority, but we do have to be mindful of exercise dependence. 
So, you know, exercise, like Catherine, you're talking about, it's that, that high. And um, for some of us, it does make us feel really good. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. What, where we might get in trouble is if, let's say, doing, you know, two hit workouts a week is really helping you feel good and manage your stress and manage what's going on in your life. But then two hit workouts don't work anymore. So then you do three and then you do four and then you do five and then you're doing seven and then you're starting twice a day. And that's, it's, it's like exercise addiction, right? We develop a tolerance for it. Um, and again, it's not, it's not the majority of people. And I'm not saying that exercise is, is inherently bad. I love it. Movement is incredible, but um, that can happen. And that's part of, you know, the eating disorder. That would be a, that was a huge thing that happened with me and something that I still have to like check myself on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, starts from two days a week you're just like you said two days to three days to four days to five days to seven to twice a day to three times you know like logging everything and that's when it becomes this is all I think about yes addiction it truly is yeah yeah and so what are other ways in addition to exercise what are other coping mechanisms that help manage your stress journaling mindfulness gentle movement spending time with friends, right? And then you get to create this holistic approach to wellness and, and um, you know, physical and mental health. So I know that there might not be very many fitness professionals that listen to this. There may be a handful, but I wanted to also touch on like whether someone's listening as a fitness professional or someone is going to classes or going to a trainer or going to a studio what are like ways that we as fitness professionals can shift our verbiage and our narrative and our mindset around how we're speaking to and teaching our classes and in turn, like what should our listeners look out for in a quality, like non-toxic um, instructor or, or studio or place of working out wherever that might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, probably one of my favorite questions because I love the fitness education side of it. And um, I'm actually about to launch a course for this. Um, It's called Weight Inclusive Fitness. And it teaches fitness professionals how to shift their language, how to um, shift their messaging on their social media and their website, um, how to program for all shapes and sizes, like all that stuff. Um, so if there is a fitness professional or yoga teacher or wellness coach listening, um, and wants to learn more, I would highly recommend that course. Um, but you know, I think some of the, the, the main points we want to avoid is, you know, talking about exercise for punishment, exercise for burning calories, for burning off food, for earning food, um, anything that gets us in this compensatory, like, well, obviously we eat every day. So then, uh Oh, I have to work out every day. And if I can't, then I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I would say if you, and it's, it's really hard, it's really challenging because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really- and, it's, and it's not even that, you know, fitness pros intend to do harm. It's just what we're taught. Yeah. It's it's all they know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I had to start like 
like I said, when you first start out, like no one really t- teaches you verbiage, I mean, verbiage um, or cueing for that matter. It's actually kind of shocking. And you're yeah. like, wait a second, <laughs> I go take this like certification test. And then like, I know all this information, but you don't really learn how to speak and cue people until you just do it. Well, and then um, you kind of cue back on these classes that you've taken in your past. So you right. get into this coaching position and you find yourself saying things like, burn, burn, you got this, like, push it hard, you know, like, and you're saying all these things that you hear and you're like, wait, yeah, I have to check myself. Is this what I would, is, would this like lift me up or bring me down? Is this what I would want to be hearing in a class? I had, I, before I got pregnant, I was teaching, um, at a hot yoga studio and I was teaching a class called fit, which is frequency intensity time type, which I'm sure, you know, that acronym. Um, and it's like kind of a fusion between yoga and, um, HIIT training, but I taught it in a way that was very like, um, functional and about mobility and things like that. And we'd always work like warm up with vinyasa and with the shavasana, all that. And I had a student, I forgot who it was, tell me one time, like, I just love coming to your class because you make, you like, you're so encouraging. Like, I never feel like. I have to do more or I'm here for like punishment or whatever it might be. And I was like, wow, that's like the best compliment I've ever gotten in my six years of teaching because that I know for a fact that was not how I saw things when I started. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad that I'm not in that headspace anymore because gosh, imagine like, yeah. Something that's become like a trend in group classes for soul. It's so cute. It's like, we do, we do a, a lot of um, circuit training. So within that, like if they get tired towards the end of a circuit, it's so funny and it's become a trend. Like they'll like hop off, they'll just like stop the movement and they'll just look at me and they'll just all say like, shameless loving. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like they're like, I'm yeah. done. And I'm like, all right, you do you, That's boo. <laughs> it's so yeah. cute. I love it. Your body. I love that. That is, that is awesome. And I, and I think, that, you know, I talk a lot about intuitive movement, which is just a play on intuitive eating and a lot of those same principles. And, you know, like Chelsea, I can imagine in your yoga class, like you're giving people space to make their own decisions mm-hmm. instead of like, it's as hard or as challenging yeah, yeah. as you'd like, but it's up to you, not me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Instead of like push harder, it's like, can you can you do five more? Yeah. Yes or no? There's no wrong answer. Like, do you want to push your pace? Um, do you need to rest now? Would child pose, pose feel good right now? And so then it's, it becomes empowering. Like, yeah. you, like you said, Catherine, like you're lifting people up and saying like, actually, what would be good for me right now? Instead of, well, I just can't rest because that would be wrong. That's so good too, because like Catherine was saying, you start to hear your instructors in the back of your mind, maybe when you're working out on your own or whatever it might be, or even when you're in class and you're just kind of zoning out. How cool is it that if now that's what you're hearing in your head, you're so much more empowered to like start listening to your body Mm -hmm. more. And even if you're not prompted to ask those questions, they're going to be more likely to do that on their own and listen to Mm -hmm. their bodies so much more often if that's what they're Mm-hmm. listening to in class so I love that I've never really thought about it that way either so it just like becomes a part of your subconscious like we mm-hmm. like what we say about diet culture you said you, some some women have been dealing with this for 20 30 40 years because 
the first time you think about it. And then subconsciously it just enters into your mind as this Mm -hmm. over and over again. You might not be teaching yourself that, but it's just like, it's, it's so creepy. (laughs) It just like attacks your mind. You're like ingrained. Yeah. Like how did I get here? Yeah. So I have, I have countless stories about people who, um, come to my class and they'll say, I love your, you know, I love your posts. I love your blog. I just read your blog about health at every size. And it was so helpful. And then either in that same exact conversation or the next day or the next week, they'll be like, I forwarded your blog to my friend because she's trying to lose weight and I think it'll help her. We missed the point. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. And it's not their fault. It's like, it's literally like the neurons in our brains are like stuck together. And it's so, it's so ingrained that they, yeah, it's like hard to think about outside of the box. Think about it in a different way. Um, because the toxicity of diet culture is reinforced every day. And they might only see something about health at every size every now and again. Right, right. Clouded by everything else, which is another thing we've talked about a lot on here. We've had a few episodes about like, you know, changing your mindset and things like that. And one of the things we encourage people to do is, hey, if you're following all these like, quote unquote, inspiring fitness professionals online, and you realize each time you're looking at their posts, you're not feeling encouraged, you're feeling more discouraged. Yeah, probably not follow those people anymore. And again, it's not like they're inherently doing anything wrong or anything intentionally. Um, But I think it's also healthy to set those boundaries for ourselves and follow more people like you who are going to continue posting life and speaking life into, into people every day. So go follow Brittany on Instagram. We'll we'll (laughs) link it in the show notes. (laughs) notes. So um, kind of wrapping up, we have like four questions that we, we ask every guest so we'll, we'll head into that in a minute, but before we do, tell us a little bit about your studio and what your vision is for that, and just kind of give us a little sneak peek there. Yeah. So our wellness center is called Current Wellness. Um, in conversation, we call it The Current, and um, it's really this integration. It started with the integration of physical and mental health um, with my fitness and mental health background. And um, in conjunction with health at every size and intuitive eating. Um, So we say, um, you know, we want to be the leaders in redefining wellness um, for physical, mental, and social wellness with self-compassion and social justice underlying all pursuits. So like being kind to yourself, um, and, um, promoting diverse bodies and diverse people. Mm. And so we are really pumped because we found this lovely building, like four blocks from our house and we have space for a movement studio. Um, and we're calling it a movement studio intentionally because, um, we're trying to, like, we're not mainstream fitness. So we're trying to, you know, differentiate our, our brand. Mm. Um, yeah, and so we'll, we will have like functional movement classes, yoga, and then medic- meditation to kind of calm the nervous system down. We'll have a teaching kitchen, 
So um, my, my partner, he's my life partner and my business partner, Nathan, he is really into the food scene. I'm, if he doesn't go to culinary school at some point during, during his life, I'd be shocked. Um, and so he's kind of the brains behind that and offering cooking classes and, and our dietitians will get to use it for nutrition education as well. And, and then we'll have private office space for wellness practitioners to kind of use that space to meet one-on-one with our clients. So all the way from mental health counselors to um, dietitians to some body work folks like chiropractic and massage, um, and then like one-on-one movement and yoga. So really, you know, uh, a holistic approach under one roof where you can, um, you know, your chiropractor can talk to your dietitian and say like, huh, this is interesting. Like maybe the food you're eating is like inflaming your joints. I don't know. I don't even know if it's a thing, but like um, lots of collaboration um, because we can't pursue wellness in a vacuum. It's not just movement. It's a lot of different things. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the vision, the sneak peek. So cool. It's, ab- it's absolutely brilliant. It really is. Like, yeah, I, my husband says this all the time and you kind of touched on in the beginning, like therapy, I use that in quotes is going to shift to like a whole body self care eventually of like integrating movement, counseling, diet, like nutrition, all these things into one because it's all interconnected. So like you are starting this movement and it's so Dope here. Oh, thank you. It is. So brilliant. It's brilliant. If I wish I lived in Raleigh, because I would be uh, you'll have to come oh. visit. Okay. <laughs> For sure. It's not that far. Yeah. So excited. Well, I'm excited to keep up and watch everything unfold and definitely yeah. come check it out when we're in the area. So we're gonna end up with these four quick questions that we ask every list or every guest. Listeners, you can answer too. <laughs> every guest. That would take a lot of time for listeners. <laughs> um, right now, what is something that you're currently binging? Whether it's a show, a product, a food, something that you're just can't get enough of at the moment. Mm. I will say what's that? or a book or a podcast or anything like that. Um, I would say, so I don't know why it took me so long to, to start this, but I'm listening to becoming by Michelle Obama. Yes. Yeah. I just started that too. Oh really? Yeah. I'm I'm obsessed with Michelle Obama, but yeah, it's so good. I'm only on the second chapter, but it's so good. Yeah. She, she's incredible. I miss the Obamas so much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I, I usually am like reading, um, you know, stuff about my profession and I'm like, I need to, I need a break. Let's do, I mean, I love that stuff so much. Um, but yeah, this is, this is really filling me up right now. I do that too. Sometimes like I love listening to entrepreneurial business podcasts all the time. Sometimes I'm like, you know what, right now this is making me more anxious than anything because it's giving me all these ideas and like things that I should, shouldn't be doing. Things and I'm not I, doing. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get like all worked up and so I have to take like, several week breaks and just listen to music every now and then because I get so <laughs> Just to throw a podcast your way, uh, do you ever listen to Oprah Super Soul Sunday? 
No. Okay. Well, she has an interview. It's from like a year. It's like right when Becoming was starting to get press. She has an interview with Michelle Obama and it's like two of the most powerful, beautiful, incredible women just in a room together, bouncing off ideas and sharing their stories. And it's just really good. That's cool. Now that, especially now that you're reading the book. Yeah. Um, Okay. What is something that you love about yourself? Hmm. That's a, that's an uncomfortable question. (laughs) (laughs) It always is. But like, that's so, it's so sad that it is too. We always say this, like, it's such a, it's one that stumps everybody. It's the hardest question for everyone to answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, and this is inspired by my Instagram post today. That is which I reposted, by the way. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, I know what you're about to say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like you know. I think in this work, we have to be radical. We have to um, really advocate and put ourselves out there. And I would say, so what I love about myself right now is that I'm willing to like take risks that feels like very scary sometimes yeah. um so yeah and i got i got a, some interesting flack on this post so. i saw that i was like are you really right now yeah people are i mean crazy. it's people that are just ignorant and and i constantly am like please read health at every size and and yeah. i don't I'm like, Okay, well then you're never yeah, going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> so yeah, oh, I know I got fired up. I saw your post about the, those responses too, and I was getting all fired up before coming over here. Like, oh my gosh, people just this is the problem. But yeah, I'm gonna check anyway. Um, next question is, what is something you're looking forward to in 2020? Which I can only <laughs> ask what that's gonna be for you. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, for sure. Being <laughs> <Opening> the current, <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll I'll like drill down a little bit. I think um, what I didn't share about um, the current's vision is well, I mentioned intuitive eating. Y'all are familiar with intuitive eating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really am excited to show people that we, you know, because when people ask, like, um, oh the current's going to have like smoothies and um, salads and stuff at their like parties or events or whatever. I'm like, yeah, maybe. And also like barbecue and mac and cheese, you know? So I'm really excited to change, like to shift and show people like wellness is more than what you think, um, more than what we're taught. And it's like, for us, it's about healing our relationship with food and all foods fit. Um, and so I'm just like envisioning our grand opening party and having like all different types of foods and letting people just like enjoy whatever makes sense to them that day. Yes. Um, so that's something I, I think about a lot. That's cool. I love I that. I love that. Oh, that's so good. Okay. If you could tell women one thing, what would it be? Uh, if I could tell women one thing, I would say make your own rules. Truly make your own rules. Um, are you living your life because you should? Because when someone told you to, because of what 
your friend looks like, or are you doing it because it like truly makes you feel good? Um, and yeah, I, I, I really push people to break down social norms. Like, does that make sense in your life? Or is that just something you're kind of abiding by because you think you should? So good. Love that. Make your own rules. You're the first one who's ever said that. That's good. I know. <laughs> it kind of ties into a very um, recurrent message, though, about like everyone kind of will either say like from a business standpoint, like just do it, start now. What do you yeah, that's for? true. Yeah. Or they'll say, don't do anything because anyone else is telling you to do it. Like yeah. do things for yourself. It's just so cool. We've had so many different women come on our podcast since we started it a little over a year ago and it's so neat to see how everyone's responses are so tied together in some way or another so well thank you so so much this has been awesome amazing so good met all of our expectations and then some oh go ahead and tell our listeners where they can find you yeah, so um, I guess I have two platforms now. So Britt Garen is kind of my personal brand. Um, and I've got, you know, my personal website as well, BrittanyGarren.com. And then the Wellness Center is current underscore wellness or current wellnessrally.com. Love it. We can't wait to see what comes of all of your new adventures. Thank you again so much. We love chatting with you. Thank you, Britt. <laughs> Thanks so much. Awesome rest of your week. We'll talk to you soon.